0: Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Cascrit Life with Mike and Leo. Mike, what's going on with you? Dude, I'm excited. Are you uh, nice and toasty in here?
1: As always, <laughs> as always, but still excited. Why? Dude, ask me why I'm freaking excited, dude. Mike. Why are you excited? Because, man, we get to sit here and do this all the time, man. This is freaking fun. Regardless of the temperature, right? It doesn't matter, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Lo- it's, it's, it's a good time, you know? <laughs> and this is, you know, this is fun because, you know, we're we're getting fortunate. We're having guests now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Which is pretty pretty cool, right? Absolutely. And uh, we're starting to get a little bit of a schedule with some people, which is exciting. Our cast can continue to grow. Yeah. But I'll be honest, man, every now and again... When it's just you and me, we just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It takes it back, right? Yeah. Hey, it, it takes it back to the beginning. <laughs> what was that? Three months ago? That's that like two days ago. It's that's, that's all right. It's <laughs> <That's> all right. <laughs> no, but seriously, it just kind of makes you, yeah, it's kind of nostalgic a little bit. That, that sounds really weird. It sounds weird, three months, right? Yeah. But it, it. it you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It kind of feels like nostalgic. So I'm sure our listeners are on there going like, "Oh man, you don't have a guest today." You <laughs> <laughs> Tuning out. D- I gotta listen to you two fools <laughs> talking all the time. But um, but no, and we've gotten some really good feedback actually with some of our casts where it's yeah. just you and me, and yeah. you know some of our kind are going like, "Hey, you know what?" That, that was cool i enjoyed your guys's commentary and so forth so yeah let's go and fuck it up right now let's <laughs> do something wrong and have people stop listening and stop listening right, right? stop
0: listening to the cast that's just you and me yeah hey so like always uh let's get into what we're drinking today yeah, absolutely brother
1: what'd you bring us i brought us um actually a bottle you introduced me to mm-hmm. um it's a it's a tequila yeah it's jalisco me- mexico um, for those of you who do drink tequila, this is not a brand that is unfamiliar to tequila drinkers. It's Ornitos. Oh yeah. But they've got a, uh, black barrel version and it's aged in uh, charred oak. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for anybody who's heard the cast before, I'm a big Pete fan. I like <laughs> a lot of smoke in my whiskey and yeah. in my tequila, I like mezcal. Mm-hmm. So this is a nice, um, combo of some smoke little char going on in there from the oak. Yeah. But with a nice smooth tequila underneath it and it's añejo, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. An añejo. It's an añejo. So uh I don't know, man. Salud.
0: Yeah. No, thank you for bringing it. Uh it's yeah. been a little bit Salud, since I've man. had it and
1: uh yeah. To everything you said. Cheers, yeah. brother. Salute. Cheers, man. Salute.
0: Let's let's get into this.
1: Oh yeah. It's got a lot of flavor, man, and it's yeah. <clears throat> it's just an easy drink. Super uh affordable bottle um it's just i think it's a great buy so if you haven't had it tune in yeah
0: no uh it's uh super smooth actually not a lot of heat no not a lot of heat at all it just goes back really easy it has that um you definitely tell it's a tequila but it's super smooth uh being and then the uh the flavor that's imparted in those charred oak uh, barrels dude for us whiskey drinkers it's right on point. It's
1: right on point. Right on and point. And i just like to make a comment to Ornitos that um, they used to have the bottle with the uh, vinyl, black, like, matte, opaque wrap. The, the wrap. Yeah. Right the wrap. on the bottle. Yeah, yeah. And they got rid of it. And yeah. Please bring it back. <laughs> I like I like the vinyl wrap on it, man. It looked kind of cool. It, it stood out as a bottle, you know? It did.
0: It did. This kind of blends in with all the other bottles. And uh, I'm starting to- I mean, to, it's, still,
1: it's still got a
0: darkness to the glass, which is cool. It's tip, but yeah. it's- it suffers by comparison, in my opinion, to the other one. For some reason, I'm coming to find out—not uh, that I'm a, you know, frequent bar, you know, uh, patron or, or drinker—but I've come to find out that um, even with some bourbons and 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 uh, I don't know about scotches, but at least with bourbons here in the states and in Mexico, as we know, our my one of our favorites, tres Generaciones bottles was yep. changed, right, yep. from the really nice bottle that it used to be. That's right. Um, they, they changed. And I don't know if that was COVID related because of materials or cost or whatnot, but uh, y'all need to go back, <laughs> go back no, to what it, it was.
1: You're absolutely right. And you know, that there, there could be a lot of factors that are, that are affecting that. that so
0: that we're, that we're just too, uh, we're well, we just we we don't we're not in the know, man. <laughs> we're not, we're not, in, not the, in the know,
1: dude. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're at the end of the totem pole, man.
0: I'll tell you what we, what we are in the know about. Oh damn. Tell me. Because you and I are products of this and that's, uh you and i are both products of uh immigrants whoa dude what what are you where are you going man
1: (laughs) i was just we're just gonna have friendly we're were, were gonna (laughs) have friendly conversation have a little tequila you know not have a guest here where we you know are like under pressure to ask good questions otherwise i'll never come back yeah Hey, okay no i mean you're right
0: haven't you heard that tequila makes people do things you know gets people hey, on yeah, if you start taking off your clothes man on. i'm leaving
1: brother <laughs> i am leaving sorry I would, listeners
0: i am out i would never do that to you bro okay i appreciate it yeah i have to subject my wife to that already so <laughs> <laughs> damn she's a saint she's a saint i wouldn't do that to you guys but uh but dude what's going on man you know, uh, we got this thing going on at the uh, international border with U.S. and Mexico. Um, you know, immigration is nothing new. That's <laughs> what this, of course not. That's what this country was founded on, right? Yeah, immigrants. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, and so, so yeah, but you know, this topic comes up uh, every now and then, and you know, and it and it goes mainstream and whatnot. Um, and everybody has an opinion on it, but um, yes, they do. You know. We have an opinion because we are,
1: uh, well, yeah, like sons you said, of immigrants. Well, we're we're products of yeah. immigrants that came to this country, right, from another country, not right. speaking the language, not having assets or resources here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, chasing the American dream to build a better life, chasing the dream with more opportunity, right? Yeah, but it's a difficult thing to talk about now because you know there's there's so much cancel culture and there's so much you know. Uh, outrage mm-hmm. um, going on over different little, you know, from little things to, to whatever. And, you know, when you, I mean, in my mind, when you talk about immigration, you kind of have to ask yourself, well, which border are you talking about, right? True. Because it's True. starting to come, I mean, it's a global thing and a domestic thing for us here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts making, you know, ask questions. I mean, you turn on social media, man, and it's just all this, you know, talk of racism and, and you know, all these freaking You know, either contextual or or non-contextual little vignettes of people acting batshit crazy. And all of a sudden they're, you know, now they lose their jobs or whatever. And Mm -hmm. maybe some of them deserve it. Maybe some of them don't. I don't have all the details. Yeah. But it all kind of stems around this whole idea of like, well, you don't fucking belong here or you do belong here or whatever. And who decides that, you know, Mm -hmm. each administration has their own opinion of it. But, um. Damn, dude, you had to get fucking deep. I was just going to have some <laughs> some freaking drink here. And, and now all of a sudden you got me thinking about, like, how my poor mama crossed the border. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> exactly, dude.
0: No, it, it, you know, it's just one of those things where it's it's, you know, you, I can't escape it right now. Just it's kind of popping up in all aspects of life. And, um, you know, even it, it, it goes into in, into it affects different uh, the live, different levels of society. Yeah. You know, and all that. And, you know, you can you can dissect this many different ways. But what it comes down to, for me, at least, is common sense. Okay, Common sense has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with, you know, the color of your skin or whatnot. It's common sense in that if you've built something right and there's laws that apply to participating or, you know, into what you've built or in what you've organized and and you are not following those rules to participate or or be part of it um or you're being given a pass to don't worry about that you know i know you're supposed to do this but don't worry about that just 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 come on in just come on in mm-hmm. um so what 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 does that do what does that do to the the moral fabric of society uh, you know to american society as as a whole um in that there's, there's so many other things that it, the implications that can be uh, that can come out of this. National security, okay? Uh, uh, social, um, not downfall, but you know, we already have a homeless problem, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. already have a homeless problem in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And do we want to add to that homeless problem? And I'm not saying all these immigrants are going to become homeless, but they're coming here for a reason, right? They're, um, so, are they all, do they all have the means to, prosper on their own or do or is you know the government going to have to help them and then you know if those don't that that don't find help are they going to be on the streets and then now you know it's like it's like a snowball effect bro yeah yeah and and it's just common
1: sense to me so I have some thoughts I'm sure you do but I have some thoughts go ahead while Mm -hmm. I drink yeah yeah you you should probably drink (laughs) go ahead and buckle up (laughs) so it's an interesting thing to split A planet up that's populated by, you know, the animals that are at the top of the food chain, which are human beings. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've divided up the planet based on countries and cities and counties and so forth. And we've created these imaginary lines between where one human can live and another human cannot. So give you a hypothetical. Fucking aliens come down. You mm-hmm. you 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 mentioned this on a cast before. You yeah. you're kind of curious about that whole shit. Yeah, aliens come down. Yeah, does it really matter if you're from Koima or you're from South Korea? <laughs> you don't give a fuck. You hey, just want to not get annihilated by the fucking aliens. Am I wrong? At that point, you're just human beings or aliens. Okay, but why? Why is that different?
0: No, you know, it's it's obvious. It's obvious. It's different. It's about it's about the survival of of the human species. Exactly.
1: Right. So in the absence of a A a boogeyman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like an alien Mm -hmm. You know, when human beings don't have a lot to do They start fighting Amongst each other, right? Yeah, They start coming up with things So, to my point You know, aliens come down All of a sudden, these borders become less important And it's the human race You know, earthlings Against this alien entity, right? Gotcha So that's not happening anytime soon, we think And since that's not happening and we've all divided all this stuff up, it's like, okay, so who has the right to live in a particular area versus somebody else? The only reason you and I, we just opened with this, the Mm -hmm. only reason you and I have been so lucky to have the resources and the opportunities that we have experienced is because our parents decided to freaking pick their shit up. And go to a country they couldn't even fucking have a clue in, and mm-hmm. they did follow, mm-hmm. they did, well, at least in our case, mm-hmm. they followed the rules, mm-hmm. whatever those rules were, yeah, to get their, you know, green card, and then get citizenship, and do all that other stuff or like work, that. work visa, in my case,
0: I think. Whatever parents, it was. Yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: I don't know all the details of what they did back then, yeah. you know? Um, I think I've heard that the process is much more difficult now. That's what I understand, yeah. So... It may or may not be, okay? But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is for you and I, mm-hmm. they went through that process, mm-hmm. and then they afforded you and I to live and grow up in this country, and then their grandchildren to grow up in this country.
0: And out of that, Cascrit and cascade
1: life was All born. of that, right? right? Otherwise, you'd be sitting back in Mexico, <laughs> or I'd be sitting back in the Dominican Republic, yeah. and- Who knows what? And who knows what, right? Exactly. Uh, so that's the luck that we had. Uh-huh. That was a lucky card that was drawn by us, that was created by our immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. But what if somebody had stopped them, right? Right. So I think over the time period that you and I have been here, we've contributed in taxes and in resources and whatever, in helping our communities and our areas, right? Mm -hmm. And and the only reason we got here was because of the immigrant, right? Mm -hmm. So what what makes somebody who was lucky enough to be born here Mm -hmm. more... um, worthy of the resources than somebody who was like our parents who came over now i'm not saying either one's right yeah but it's an interesting for me at least thing to ponder yeah because when people start splitting hairs saying don't let that motherfucker over the line because you know he he belongs over there and but the only reason he's over there is because he was born there right right he didn't if he had been born here just because he came out of the womb here all of a sudden he gets everything right no, I get it. So how do you de- How do you decide who gets to come in and who doesn't? And then one last thing I'm going to say, because I'm, I'm sure you got some, some stuff to say as well, is that you normally don't hear in the world about people just climbing over each other to trying to get into other countries from the United States. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay? I was going to... I was going yeah. to yeah.
1: So, you, you know, I mean, take what you will from that, but you don't normally hear that. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. So at what point are these countries culpable for the fact that their people are willing to go through, I mean, for you and me at least, what seems like hell on earth mm-hmm. to get here.
0: Yeah,
1: Not get here and, you know, get into their house and turn on the sauna, you know, or get a, turn on the spa and then just like kind of chill out, and, you yeah. know, or, or finally get to go have an in and out burger or <laughs> No, no literally get here and then fucking try and figure it out yeah so how bad is it over there yeah that they're willing to put themselves through that and at what point do you put the culpability back on the you know Haitian government, the Mexican government, the the Middle Eastern governments, all of these other sort of things and you you look at their administrations and their hands are just up yeah yeah so so I'm going to kind of work my way backwards if I can
0: remember um, careful man beep when you back up <laughs> <laughs> so, let's just start off with, you know, in recent times, we have heard of people who moan and complain about this country and how bad we are and how racist we are and, you know, all all the bad things that this country is. Mm-hmm. However, there's people that are risking their lives to come here. Right? Right? Truth. So... You take that for what it is why if that's the case if this country if the united states of america is so racist and so bad why do people from other countries sacrifice their lives and the lives of their loved ones to make that long ass journey to come to this country right is that is that rhetorical it's rhetorical it's rhetorical i'll give you a chance i'll give you a chance to do that right (laughs) okay so to me common sense it doesn't make sense right why would they if it, if we were so bad, right? They would probably stay. Um, even if it was just, a, if U.S. was a little bit better than their own country, I don't think they would make that risk. It has to be way more than that, right? They're chasing that American dream that's, that the world knows about, okay? So there's that, all right? And then we go to, I welcome people with open arms, okay? But if you don't do it in a controlled uh, manner, in a um, uh, uh, well thought out process, like organized, organized process, what we have, we what we have built in America,
1: will go away. It will disintegrate. Be- but why? Because of resources, right? There's only so many resources to go around. Exactly because of resources,
0: and and so the, the, you're exactly one hundred percent right. And I'll and I'll let you elaborate on that in a second, but. If we just let an influx of immigrants from wherever they are, okay, which I said, come on in, you know, in an organized fashion and all that stuff, then it's going to affect every, you know, every, uh, all the, like, what did you say? The um the resources. The resources. It's yeah. going to affect, it was going to deplete the resources that are in place now without prior planning. Yeah. If right? I,
1: If I only have 15 kegs of beer, I can only give out 15 kegs of beer in glasses Mm -hmm. so i can either ration that for a certain quantity of people Mm -hmm. or i can have an over influx of human beings and everybody's gonna get like an ounce of beer so and you're gonna that's a a crude example but you get my point i get your point that that's that's
0: a reality you're gonna have the pissed off people that only got an ounce of beer because they expected more yes and then you're not going to have enough, even at, at an ounce of beer per person, you're not going to have enough for everybody. Yes. So then you're going to have pissed off people that didn't get any, not even an ounce of beer, Yes. Right. to use your analogy. So so hence, it's common sense. The Hence the reason why you have to have a controlled manner. Now let's add COVID on top of that. Okay?
1: Yeah, that just fucks everything up. <laughs> that's a enough. whole new thing. Yeah. yeah well, yeah.
0: not even just COVID. Any other disease you can think of, any other, you know... Thing that we vaccinate for, and all the unknowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't know the history. We don't know what you know what they've been through, what they have, you know, all that kind of stuff. So th- you, you have to properly screen people. Dude, are you trying to say immigrants have cooties? No, I'm just I- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but in order to protect everybody that's already here, people should be screened to come in here. Like I said, I. I welcome anybody, as long as you follow the processes and do it in an organized fashion. Now, you know you can put the blame on anybody from way up at the top, okay, mm-hmm. to 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 the people down at the bottom that are organizing these um, these walks, mm-hmm. you know, or these um, these um, movements of people going Pro- from protests, w- yeah, from one country to another to another, hopscotching, or just protests here in the United States right? These protests are let them in, let them in. It's okay. You know, that's just so inhumane. Okay. Um, let's put them at your house. You know, let's say your house is, you know, you're lucky. You have three bedroom, two bathroom house, you know, it's meant for, you know, three, four people comfortably. Well, let's stick 20, 30 people in there. How is that going to affect your resources that you have in your house? Like, you know,
1: like you said, absolutely. You, you, because that is a great point. It, it, when it comes down to it's the resources. So I, I remember with my kids, Growing up, they had lots of ideas, just like their father. (laughs) And they would come to me and say, Dad, I have this great idea. I want to do something. And I'd be like, okay. Um, And then I'd say, let me hear it. And then they'd give it to me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it'd be impressive. It'd be imaginative. It'd be ambitious. It would be creative. And then as a parent, you were always the buzzkill. Yeah. Because you always said, great so how are you going to execute said plan Mm -hmm. and they're like what do you mean i'll just get some people together and we'll do this i'm like okay so just answer me a couple of questions that are kind of really important in order to make this stable Mm -hmm. and something that has legs on it that can survive and obviously just the normal shit you know how much money do you have how much is it going to cost you to do all this sort of stuff? How much time do you have to put into it? How many additional people do you have? Do you have those people? Do you have that money? Do you have that additional time? Who's going to create this thing? Who's going to be responsible for this? Who's the owner of that thing and that thing and that thing? And it's this logical deduction of what it takes to make whatever idea you have, immigration, um, you know, COVID vaccines or what have you, this natural deduction of the variables that are necessary in the equation to execute said plan and make it stable for the long haul that requires logic. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to argue human beings. You've heard me have made this argument many, many times. Human beings are both emotional and logical. Yeah. But the reality is, is that we are driven by our emotions and we justify our logic. We justify our emotions with said logic and it doesn't always track correct because humans want what they want right so an immigrant trying to come to this country is in is like you talked about is so invested in creating opportunity not only for themselves but for their life like what what would you do for your family yeah it, i i do the same thing yeah i would do the same damn thing right? absolutely so i don't i can't in my mind just myself personally, the immigrant is doing what they should be doing. They're, they're sacrificing and taking massive risk for the off chance that they could create a life because in their minds, they have decided that their status quo is not sustainable. It is not going to give them or their, or their family the opportunity that is required. And here in the States, we're spoiled. We have so much, but you, you always got to look at both sides, but we pay taxes, yeah. we do all the work, you know. And to take those fifteen barrels of beer that I had planned for New Year's, and now all of a sudden everybody gets an ounce, and everybody had bought tickets for three pints, it changes everything I worked for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So who's more right? Is it the guy who spent the money to have the fifteen kegs, or the guy who's never drank a beer in his entire life and mm-hmm. he wants to have? Announce. Announce. Who's yeah. more right? Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to do. And then to decide that some human being, just because they have the title of president or congressman or senator, yeah. is in a better position to make a decision on how to make decisions for humans on this planet. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It is. They're ridiculous. human beings. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not. I, I've oftentimes gotten in arguments with physicians because they, you know, I, I haven't, you know, dealing with engineers and all of that. Very logical, empirical minds, but the reality is, is that the data, the decisions that they make, and the and and the things that they do are based on the data points that they have received. That doesn't mean that the data points they receive are accurate.
0: That, yeah, it does not mean that. It does
1: not. I mean that. It j- their resources could have been bad. Yeah. So you always have to vet, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, circling back to some of the things that you've said. Yes, it is very challenging to say, okay, all of a sudden now you got to just dilute your resources Mm -hmm. for all these people and just say everybody gets to come in but at the same time how do you manage human beings that other countries and other governments just aren't taking care of they're not doing the things they need to do so what do you do you just build these giant walls and not let them in Mm -hmm. and then let them die on the other side Yeah, it's a really really difficult thing to in my opinion, clearly stand on one side or the other. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a situational, like anything in, in the human experience. In my opinion, it's subjective. It depends on the circumstances. De- it depends does. on the context. It depends right? on the circumstances, the context. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like you said. I mean, if if you want to start
0: putting blame on something or someone, you, you know, I hadn't really thought about it that way. But but you brought it. You brought up a good point. Hey. You can start putting blame back at the country that they came from. Yeah. Right. You can, but it, it might not make it, any damn and difference. And no, yeah. not that it, not that it's going to make any difference. Mm-hmm. But you could, you can really look back and say, you know what, you know, you're coming from this country. You know what, the country didn't lay down the resources, they didn't build the resources and foundations that they should have to support its citizens. They may or may not have had that opportunity, right? Maybe they're a country, you know, that's been at war for centuries, like, you know, like Afghanistan or the uh, that right. had has had turmoil in their country for, for centuries. Right. Um, or maybe they're from Haiti, which has been been just dealt bad hands, dude. Like earthquake, massive earthquake after massive earthquake.
1: Dude, every time you read about Haiti... Some freaking earthquake, some freaking hurricane demolishes their 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 financial, uh, their economy, uh, just all of it, dude. It's just a continuous shitstorm that goes on down there. Right,
0: and so yeah, so to your point, I don't blame them leaving. It's like you know what, we rebuild, it gets you know we get torn down. If
1: I was in Haiti, (laughs) I'd be fucking building a boat, just like (laughs) what's his face did when he lost Wilson on the way trying to get back home. What was that movie with Tom with Tom Hanks? (laughs) Uh, oh, Castaway.
0: I, castaway. Yeah. I'd be
1: Tom Hanks on Castaway, yeah. building myself a raft, yeah. fucking swimming in. And, yeah, I'd leave Wilson. Yeah. I'd leave him. Huh? And I'd be taking my family off that damn island. Yeah. I'm just, I, I would. And yeah. be damned if somebody tried to stop me. Right. Because, dude, it's a short ride while we're here. And you want to yeah. make sure that you do. We, we, you know, in this show, we talk so much about family mm-hmm. and we would do anything for our family. Right. Why wouldn't you want to try and do that? Why wouldn't you risk it? Why wouldn't you risk what it? What do right? you got to lose,
0: dude? Exactly.
1: But that's a scary thing. That is a scary thing. To try and organize and control and have all the things that you talked about mm-hmm. when you have an irrational population of people mm-hmm. that don't give a shit about that because the, the yeah. alternative is to go back, which from the reading that I was doing, that's what literally we're doing. We're taking them Putting them on planes and sending them back to Haiti. Okay, so since you brought it up, where should they go otherwise? That's a fucking difficult question. Right? Answer.
0: It it is a difficult question because they left the country seeking better opportunity, but they got here and it's like, hey, we don't we don't have anything set up for you. What do you want us to do? Uh, if you come in, you're gonna live on the streets. You're gonna live on tents because we don't have any resources. We weren't. We didn't know you were coming. Right. It's like it's like you're having a party. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's. Well, you know what? I don't even say a party. Let's just say you're having a, an event and you're planning on 100 people and 500 people show up and your event only holds 100 comfortably. And here are these people, 400 extra ones that they're trying to like, hey, let me in, let me in, let me in. Right. And right. if you if you're the nice guy and let them in now, you got elbow to elbow the people that were expected to be there that only expected 100, now they're super uncomfortable. Right. Right? It's affecting their experience because you were the nice guy. Right. Or are you the bad guy? Well, in, uh, people, in some people's minds. Yeah. Are you the bad guy? Yeah, for our
1: listeners, Leo's doing the quotey the fingers. The quotey
0: <laughs> fingers, yeah. I, uh, You know, are you the bad guy? Or in what I say, the common sense, rational guy and say, you know what? No. I had to plan on 100. I'm keeping it at 100. And, you know, next time, if you want to come... Let me know ahead of time, and I will plan for you. So that's kind of where we're at right now, right? It's like where, where, where are we supposed to do? And you know, the country, the 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 hosting country <laughs> that they're coming from, right? Because this doesn't happen on the Canadian border, right? I that's I mean, we
1: were just saying. We that. would just say that, right? You this? don't you don't see people in the United States packing all their shit and barefoot running across the border to Canada or Mexico. Yeah, I'm sure
0: it happens. And I and not I, in the numbers that we're talking no, no, about. No, 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 no.
1: Not in the numbers. Nowhere near
0: the numbers. Yeah. But I'm sure it happens. Yeah. But, you know, this doesn't happen on uh, to the scale. There's a scale at the at the at the northern border. It happens down south. But also, do you put the blame on the organized, the underground organized crime, that facilitates some of this and 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 um, picks on these immigrants? For their, whatever little
1: cash they have, right? Well, the reality is, dude, that in any compromised situation, you can call them organized crime, opportunists, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a certain percentage of the population that are, let's call them opportunists. And all like- they're going to do is just going to look for, it's like the ambulance chaser, right? Yeah. That lawyer doesn't really give a shit about anybody. He's just chasing somebody with a broken leg that got bumped by some lady who maybe needed a new pair of glasses. Yep. So you're always going to have these opportunists you're who are right. going to take advantage of people. In that. So th- you're right. that's more just like the freaking... Um, you know the the, the rodents yeah. running around, no. you know, picking off the the shit. You bring up a good point. Yeah. yeah. So you talk about bad guys. So I jumped on BBC News mm-hmm. earlier today, and I mm-hmm. took a quick look mm-hmm. talking about these bad guys. And this is this might you know might not be the most PC thing to say, but it's an interesting thing to say. I think. So we talk about where does the blame, right? Where do we place blame? Yeah, that's if, a difficult if, thing to define. If, if there is blame to to put on well, something, blame. where there's do blame. you put it? Yeah. If people are, if human beings. Are willing to run barefoot across borders because they fucking have nowhere else to go, mm-hmm. and they're literally s- sacrificing themselves and their families. I mean, you see them dragging their kids, yeah, barefoot mm-hmm. to get over to another area. They have zero plans for. They mm-hmm. have no. They have no, no foreign currency. Yeah. They have no context. They have nothing. Yeah. They're just running, right? And then you start saying, well, you know, they you know, we have to protect our borders and then there's our resources, and whose blame is it? Is mm-hmm. it our is it the United States administration not not making sure that our borders are secure mm-hmm. and then not having the appropriate processes so this person doesn't run across the border barefoot. They yeah. stand in line and they wait their turn and all that shit, right? So mm-hmm. you can go on and on and on about that. Or you go back to the those governments and say, well, fucking do something with your country, with your economy, negotiate with other countries so that you can have enough resources. So your people aren't fucking trying to kill themselves, trying to get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But then you see, and I'm just going to go there. Then you see Border Patrol agents. OK. Mm-hmm. Who are having to deal with all this shit. <laughs> OK. Mm-hmm. Imagine yourself as a Border Patrol agent. OK. What is a Border Patrol agent? He's a guy or a girl who has a family at home who, you know, wants to catch Monday Night Football, who's thinking about maybe smoking up some ribs this weekend when his in-laws come over. He's a normal or she is a normal person, Mm -hmm. has a normal life. They are not superheroes. Okay? They have entrusted, our government has entrusted to them a very noble thing to do, which is to protect and serve, right? Right. But then you got the fucking news coming out there and showing them on horseback, fucking dragging people and shit like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is the thing that always pisses me off. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody loves to judge. Fucking put on a belt and some shit and see what it's like being in the thick of it. Yeah. And then don't be the asshole with the camera catching tiny little un- out-of-context situations. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the guy who was dragging some guy was, was right. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is don't fucking... You know, crucify this guy. Yeah, he he was not trained to deal with a running Haitian into the the Rio Grande in Texas on horseback. That's not a normal thing. Also, he doesn't know if he's a smuggler because it's not like the guy's IDing himself. Right. So, we talk about blame. Yeah, and it's always the guy at the bottom. Right? That gets oh yeah. it. Oh yeah. So it's not the American government. It's not the Haitian government. It's not all of this shit. It's the poor fucking border patrol guy who's told you either fucking stop them or your ass is going to get fired. And he's doing his job. I'm not saying he's doing it perfectly because mm-hmm. who the fuck does it perfectly? Yeah. And that's an interesting thing that you can tell I'm a little bit of passionate about because ultimately this shit rolls downhill. And ultimately it's the, police officers and the border patrol agents and, you know, social services and all that, they get all that shit and then they got to sit there and fucking figure it out. Like, right. what do I do with this Afghanistan family, this Mexican family, this Haitian family? There's like five kids sitting here. They don't have food. They don't have clothing. I got nowhere to send them. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you brought that up because it
0: like you said in the hierarchy of responsibility, it's the it's the the person at the lowest level that gets all the blame right because it's easy because it's easy right and like you said that person at the lowest level they've been doing their job how they were trained for a specific type of for specific types of scenarios for you know whether you've had 1 year on the job or 20 you know 25 30 years on the job like you said they were never trained to handle thousands of people at a time they are at numbered guaranteed hundreds hundreds to one right and dude how would you feel you're told here here's this equipment whatever it is you know on your belt here's a horse or a a car go protect that border and all of a sudden you have hundreds and thousands of people coming at you and you're like Wow, that's my job. I got to go protect it. You know, you're probably going to resort to some stuff that you probably weren't trained on
1: because. It's your last resort. You don't know how else to handle it. Okay, dude, imagine this guy sitting in training. Okay. <laughs> and they're they're giving him his badge, they're giving him his jacket, his belt, and you know, all his gear, right? Mm-hmm. And they're training him, this is how you gotta secure the border. These are your typical uh, perpetrators that you're looking for. This is how they function. This is the types of tells that you should be looking for so that you can kind of like kind of gauge when things are gonna go down yeah. and, and be able to collaborate with your team members, all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So after all of that training, now you have, uh, th- and I'm literally just depicting the photograph that I saw. Now you have this this Haitian man, barefoot in the dirt and rock, holding takeout food. Mm-hmm. He's got two bags of takeout with the styrofoam, you know, the clipping cups, mm-hmm. you know, the where you have the, like the, the three sections that you put, like if you go to Panda Express yeah, I get and it. then you close the white thing, Yeah, he has... Two bags. Why it got to be white? Well, it was white. Dude. That was the picture. <laughs> Why you got to be racial? So he's got two bags with two of these things, these tray things, I stacked you. in them. Mm-hmm. And he's holding on to them for dear life, dude.
0: Because yep, that's for his family. That's
1: his fucking food. Yep. So this man is running across the Rio Grande, mm-hmm. barefoot, holding on to this food for dear life, trying to outrun this guy on horseback. And he's not alone. Mm-hmm there's a shit ton of people doing this right now. Who the fuck is trained for that? It's like what you said about COVID. Who the fuck was prepared for that? Mm -hmm. What restaurant was prepared for the state of California to tell them, yeah, yeah, too bad. You got to just shut the doors. You can't, you can't sell food no more. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I mean, it's, it's so cliche now, but it's just unprecedented. The shit that's hitting the fan right now. Mm -hmm. And like, like we were talking about, everything runs downstream. So, you know, my point in all of that was it's frustrating when we, when we're having this conversation about, you know, culpability and, and uh, solutions. And it's so easy to attack the guy, you know, the pawns on the chessboard, Yeah, the you pawn, know, yeah. Not, not, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I just mean they're the front line. Yeah. They got to see the action first mm-hmm. before anybody even does anything. Now, all of a sudden, you know, the, the higher ups can be all, you know, flabbergasted, like, oh, my God, they weren't trained to do that. Well, fuck no, they weren't trained to do that. Yeah. They never were trained to do that. Um, and and the other thing about that is and, and this is going to touch on what we've talked about a lot before with the way society is today with social media and the Internet and and this kind of wall of um, anonymity. That people can have in their behavior. You know, when you go back and you think about the tremendous migration and immigration of citizens from other countries coming into the United States through Ellis Island in New York. And this is particular to me because my family, um, you know, my mother came here from the Dominican Republic through New York. I, I was born in Queens, in Artesia. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was born there was because she came from the Dominican Republic and fucking came to New York.
0: That was the, the, the immigration processing point in the East Coast. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. So I've when I've traveled abroad and I've gone to places like South Korea and I've gone to mainland China and I've gone to like Singapore and I've gone to um, Japan or I've gone to like Italy or or Germany in particular too, there's this kind of sense of complexity of compliant citizens citizens are somewhat compliant they, they kind of like there's rules and then you follow those rules and then because you follow those rules there's an end result that you get mm. and it's interesting because here domestically it's becoming more and more difficult to execute said rules everybody wants to do it their way yeah. and everybody feels entitled that they have the because of our tremendous Uh, 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 opportunity in this country Mm -hmm. to have your own mind freedom all these things that are so important but at the same time there's a price to them and people have this tendency to believe that their way is always the best way Mm -hmm. and to your point about organization if you start doing that in a room full of 100 people and you have 100 different plans Nothing's fucking getting done. Nothing's going to get done. Nothing's getting done. And we're seeing that today. I mean, try and imagine trying to execute an Ellis Island today. Mm, There's no fucking way, dude. No No one's going to stand in line. Nope. No one's going to stand in line. Nobody's going to wait their turn. No one's going to go through the process. It's just going to be like, this is bullshit. They're going to skip New York and they're going to go around. It's just becomes increasingly difficult to have organized logical processes to deal with all of these things that are hitting us all, all all the time
0: yeah and one of the things that ticks me off in particular is it, things like this nice how how opportunists like you said uh, sure top me off political opportunists take take the opportunity to... Make it, to spin it in their favor. It's a business. To spin it in their favor. It's a business. Okay. What does that do? That does nothing. That does nothing but division. But it does great things for them to get reelected. Well, that's fine and dandy for, for, for them, but it doesn't help the problem. Because you're not coming up with a solution to the problem. You're only pointing out things that favor your personal goals. Okay? So... If you were to set your personal, your political views aside and say, you know what, you know, let's work together as, as citizens of this country, even though we have you know, opposing views, we have this issue going on that's going to affect everybody, why don't we work together for a solution and address it. That,
1: that's, that's not, if it exi- if it ever existed, it no longer exists. It's actually, I mean, I think it, it, it exists in degrees, but again, back to the point that I was making, y- you're asking for a lot of logic and I, I'm just going to be honest um, from a lot of the things that I've been that, I mean, you can turn on any kind of social media application or, or the news or whatever. There's so much irrational behavior, you but, know? But Mike, that's my point. It's like, why is it so hard to be logical? because everybody to have because sense. i i would argue that with the advent of individuals having a forum through social media and the internet to communicate their own philosophies of the universe of life that it becomes increasingly difficult to get a consensus of any large enough population of people to agree So that you could come up with a plan that people would adhere to and execute. It becomes really, imagine trying to run uh, a department or a uh, company of employees where every freaking employee wanted to do it their own way.
0: Okay. So let me ask, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me lay this out. If we keep letting people in immigrants in, okay. Whether it's legally or illegally, whatever. Okay in masses, okay, in the thousands, mm-hmm. does doing that add to
1: to the problem you just described? Yeah, because we go back to the first point that I made. So this is why we, we talk about probability. <laughs> Remember you talked about, we've talked about this conversation. What was, a, it? what was that? Hold on, hold on. There's a really good point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. So what was the the counter to my probability position? Karma. Karma. Yeah. So you're, you're a big believer in karma yeah. and I, and, I, and I pointed out that, um, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's semantics. Yeah, I think for you, it's an emotional thing that you feel, um, is a part of, um, you know, kind of the universe where to me it's mathematics, mm-hmm. large enough sample size, you can generate a lot of anomalies and that's all based on probability. Right. Mm. So to your question, that's where I love mathematics because it's not an emotional decision. At, at some point, you have a finite amount of resources. There are only so many resources that can support human beings. So at some point, you are going to have to have the ability to generate the necessary quantity of resources relative to the individuals that will consume them. Yeah. And if you continue to do the opposite of that formula, you're eventually going to run out of resources and be unable to populate or support any of the humans. So countries are required, in my opinion, um, to manage those re- like any company, you know a, a, a company I, am, I have you know a couple of different things that I do, and some, those companies have resources, and I have to manage those resources to best execute to generate a return. Because if I don't continue to, to generate a return, then I don't have life in that business. And that business is going to go out of business. So if I opened it, I have a responsibility to create a life for that entity, that mm. business. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was just a big, giant fucking waste of time. Mm-hmm. So as a country, we have a responsibility to generate a necessary quantity of resources relative to the quantity of population so that each American has an opportunity for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If we don't do that, then the whole thing goes to fucking shit. Yep. So that's where the problem comes in with the ethical challenge is like, well, we're talking about human being humane. So if I have two hundred thousand people that weren't originally in the United States, that now we're just gonna open the borders and just let them in willy-nilly, that's two hundred thousand units of dilution towards the resources that were available here Mm -hmm. now you could make a huge argument that okay well the united states has just endless amounts of resources because you know we're all over but the reality is is you are not fucking taking away the mercedes-benz from the doctor you're not (laughs) you're not going to take his car away because he worked really fucking hard to get an education and go through his boards and become an md and work like 24 hours a day basically So that he could have a successful... He made those sacrifices. I was just going to say that. He he, He made those sacrifices.
0: He chose to make those sacrifices
1: to yield a reward. Right. So I would argue, very high level, that we have a global problem, not a United States problem. Hmm. Because globally, we are having a shift in individuals and their pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness where that used to be something that was somewhat unique to the United States mm-hmm. because of technology, mm-hmm. it's not so unique anymore. It's not. Because some guy sitting in Haiti could get a hold of an iPhone and could get a hold of an IP and could see all the shit that we have here and think, why the fuck am I living here? Yeah. I will sacrifice myself on the off chance that I get there because even if I all I do is bust tables, my life's pretty fucking good. Yeah, Better than where I'm at now. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's a very, very difficult thing to do. And I think our parents coming here, I mean, I have to ask her. I I, sh- I should ask her. You should I Should ask, ask my her. mom. Yeah. Um, you should too. Yeah. Do you think it's different? Do you think it's different now to come here and do what you did? Right? That's a good fucking question. Yeah. Do you think it's different today? Because they would know better than we would. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's different for you to for if I was you today to come here with my kids and do what you did? Do you think it would be harder? I'm going to think she's going to say yes. Yeah, I think there's you said something. I think there's a lot of
0: truth in and that's um, that you're right. I think it is a global problem. And, you know, us living here in the United States and I think it'd be in one of the best lands of opportunity available in the world you know it's it's more prominent here but i, I do think that every country every every country that's that's well off is experiencing the same thing we are we just don't know about it or to, or just at a, at a at a lesser level because yeah, all those countries that are you know poor countries war ravaged countries that kind of thing their people have been leaving for for a long time and fleeing to other, you know, neighboring countries. Initially, yeah. some stay in the neighboring countries; yeah. other ones move on to, you know, to you know, Europe, to the United States. You know, so yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. It, it is a global problem, and I, I think it's only going to get, unfortunately, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse um, as time goes on. Where it goes, I, I don't know. I I I do foresee at some point whether it's centuries down the road or. Um, you know, or what it, whatever time frame that might be. At one point, it will become humans against aliens. (laughs)
1: That's what I opened (laughs) with that shit. I knew you would bite.
0: I knew you would bite. It took, it took 50 (laughs) minutes, bro. It took 50 (laughs) minutes, but I circled back to it.
1: No, dude, it's a, it's a very difficult thing to, to, to really come up with a, an answer for and a solution for. Because when are you ever going to take the desire of a human being to pursue life, liberty, and happiness? Mm -hmm. You're just not going to take it out of them. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they were born here in the United States or they were born in some other country. It's kind of a purpose. It's kind of a human's purpose. To chase their their purpose and their dreams, and the only way that you can do that is to have those variables, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if wherever they are geographically, right, mm-hmm. I'm doing the quotes. Mm-hmm. You are. Um, is an is an impediment to accomplishing that. People will will risk life and limb to get there, right? Yeah. And speaking of l- risking life and limb to get to the United States. As a comment to some of, the, some of the comments that you had made before in terms of, you know, you have this kind of, I'm just going to say from personal experience, very small sample size, but individuals who continuously complain about how shitty this country is or whatever, fucking leave. Yeah. Fucking leave. If a human being is willing to put themselves through what a Haitian puts themselves through to go from Haiti to get over to the Rio Grande in mm-hmm. Texas, mm-hmm. then you know what? Jump in your fucking Volvo or whatever the fuck it is and then get the fuck out. I, I don't have tolerance, and I know you don't either, nope. for people who bitch and complain about their circumstance. Exactly. Cause no tolerance. At I've all. been in shitty situations in my life, and I don't have anybody to blame for them but myself. Mm-hmm. So you know who did who got me out of them? Myself. You. So yeah. you just, you know, fucking just do what you need to do, right? Here in the United States is ridiculous, dude. Just fucking move to and Like, get in the car and go somewhere else. Yeah. You literally, in today's day and age with technology, just take your laptop with you another, and your income doesn't change at all. Another county,
0: another state, yeah, whatever it, it may be. And if
1: you're in California, basically your income goes up because your taxes are going to go down, mm-hmm. um, relatively speaking. So there's so much opportunity here. Um, so when people complain about being here, I don't have much tolerance for it. Not, I'm like, just
0: leave. Me neither. So, <laughs> just fucking <laughs> dude, leave. <laughs> I just thought of a solution. So... Oh, swap <laughs> no, no, no not, not a swap so so to speak, but I just thought a solution so you know how currently we still see anywhere you go specifically more specifically the 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 hospitality and food food industry right restaurant industry mm-hmm. you see help wanted in all jobs, right everywhere bro okay. I've noticed that everywhere everywhere right Retail Every is place blasted everywhere right now. you go help wanted, right everywhere I guarantee you. You let all those people in. Fuck yeah! They will be happy to take all those jobs. Fuck yeah! Problem solved, right? Fuck yeah! Problem solved, right? In an ideal world, right? But but I don't agree with that, right? The 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 problem solving part of me is like, yeah, let's just do that. Everybody has employees. Everything will go back to normal, but. I still think there's a process you have to go through. you can't you know everybody has oh, to be I agree with you. In what you, you need to have a process. But that anyways,
1: that was my solution so, to, to all the help wanted. <laughs> so no, but I have a story uh, that touches on what you just talked about about the help wanted and walking up to the door. Mm. So um, a few friends of ours, uh, my wife and I were sitting having some coffee early uh, one morning, and they were sharing um, their business owners the unbelievable difficulty they have in acquiring and keeping employees Mm -hmm. today it's brutal and i'm not talking about like you know just super entry-level fast food cashier stuff i'm talking about you know dental offices medical offices and so forth really because of the tremendous amount of subsidization that is taking place Mm. with uh you know all the, the the unemployment stuff and all the different things that were that took place, right? All the
0: available government su- subsidies.
1: Subsidies, thank yeah. you. And um, I know a lot of that has stopped recently, mm-hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Yeah, but there's, and this is coming directly from them. You know, um, in technology, you haven't seen it as much, um, but there's uh, this theme of just. I think I even saw an article about it. People just leaving; they mm-hmm. take a job, they do it for a little while, and then they just ghost and disappear. Hmm. And it, and I've I've heard it from about a half a dozen different business owners that are friends of our mine mm-hmm. and my wives, mm-hmm. um, where they're just like, "Yeah, this person is like qualified or whatever." And you know, obviously, they're not making a, a huge career income, but you know, it's it's a starting point or whatever. And it is a professional type of thing. It's not like you know you know the 16 year old kid getting a job at burger king yeah and they just don't because they have all these available resources to allow them to make choices so to your point right i have a really good friend of mine who we, we need to have on the cast and he would be a, uh, he would be a definite character to have on here controversial but super character <laughs> i think you know who i'm talking about um and he would he would just go on and on and on and on about what you just said you know all these jobs that people just don't want they're just kind of like i'm not doing that Uh, i'm not going to sit there and do that these you know these immigrant families who would come in here they would be hot and heavy for an opportunity to prove themselves and be able to build you know build something uh, from that point i mean i remember traveling in mainland i mean obviously it's a communist country but in mainland china And I would walk in these factories and there were like five or six floors of like, I don't know, I'm just going to go with like five, 10,000 square feet, each floor filled with people sitting on milk crates, making 68 cents a day. Mm. And they're working like 12 hour days and they live there Mm. and they would roll the food out, heads of lettuce, tomatoes or whatever. And just eating and, and carrying on. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's what we should be doing here. Obviously, I'm, I'm frankly saying we should not. But the fact of the matter is, is these people looked happy. Mm-hmm. They looked purposeful. They were working very hard. And they had an infinitesimal fraction of what we have here. So I oftentimes, I mean, I tell my children all the time, one of the greatest educations you can have as a human being is to travel. To see how other people live on this planet. It opens your eyes. It really fucking opens your eyes. Mm -hmm. Travel in other parts of this planet. Because at the end of the day, they just live in a different part of the planet. They're still human, right? Black, green, orange, polka dot, we're all fucking human. So they just live in a different spot, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So their experience is different than yours, but they're still human. If you had been born in that spot, you would not be so different. It takes us back to the immigration thing, right? Yeah. It depends. It's circumstance, right? Yeah. So you see these kinds of things, and then you see the abundance that we have here and people complaining about it. It's it's difficult, right? Because it's kind of like the king behind the castle. Eventually, all the people... The, the 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 you know the the serfs that lived below, right? Sometimes they would turn on him because of the tremendous abundance with which the king and the queen would live under. That's mm-hmm. what happened to France, right? Mm-hmm. Louis the fifteenth, right? So they turn on him. Revolution. It's bullshit. I'm not living like this no more. You don't get to live like a fat cat on my taxes, on my livelihood, right? I'm not the guy building the pyramids. And I think that today there's a tremendous amount of abundance for a certain percentage of the population. And, you know, they get attacked all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not all on board with that because I think a lot – I mean, sure, there are people that are whatever on either side of the spectrum. Um, but, uh, you know, some of them maybe didn't, don't do anything and they're taking advantage and whatever. But there is a tremendous switch of, you know, wealth – has grown on a certain population at a disproportionate level than the rest. Very and, much so. And that that creates a lot of tension. Yep. A lot of fucking tension. Animosity. Not only not only from a global standpoint with immigra- immigrants, right? Because mm-hmm. if an immigrant has seen some kid on YouTube, which he can see, yeah. 16 yeah. years old driving a Lambo, Diablo, right? He's going like, well, fuck, if that kid can at 16 years old can have a, a Lambo, I will take... A bus pass and a, three squares a day. I will take that. And guess what? I will fucking swim to get it. How can you blame that person, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the internet allows you to see that. So it's a global problem that I think these imag- imaginary lines mm-hmm. that we've drawn up from a resource standpoint but also from a cultural standpoint
0: mm-hmm.
1: are getting blurred. And whenever you have you go through change, you're going to have massive conflict conflict yeah so where do you draw the line bro because
0: in recent times in recent years let's just go back to you know the the beginning of the last uh, elections
1: okay mm-hmm. it started
0: off with the caravans from people from you know central america right and then
1: um well, wait you're talking about transition from uh trump to biden correct to the K- current administration
0: copy. right you know during that presidential uh, race that that was a big deal the caravans from south america and central america right
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was a, that was a that was a key thing a key issue and then uh, in more recent times that's transitioned that never really stopped but then in, in more recent times we have you know the aid uh, of, of, of afghanistan right mm-hmm. and all those people come in mm-hmm. and now you have uh currently you have the the influx of uh, uh, Haitian refugees right or immigrants um, where do you draw the line because if you keep if you let that keep happening other people other other people from other countries are like well you know what the Central Americans did it the Afghans did it the Haitians did it we're gonna do it too and uh, you know, how do you control it? How, where do you draw the line, right? So yeah. it's, I, I, it's a rhetorical question. I don't know if you have an answer no, to I've, that. I a, well, I don't have an answer, but I have, <laughs> I have a comment. I think you have all the solutions. Yeah, bro. yeah, fuck no. I, I think you should be. Uh, yeah, fuck no. I, on I, but I,
1: ha- I do have a comment. Go ahead, bro. So I think that we draw the line based on resources. I think that the administration needs to determine what's the realistic quantity of people based on, you know, new babies in the United States. You do all the math, right? That affords each and every United States citizen, the opportunity to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I think that somebody needs to do that. Right. And I'm assuming somebody is whatever, but you touched on something interesting that we haven't talked. We haven't talked about that that. I think is interesting. Um, when we look at this, um, I think part of the decision-making process about letting people in or out or, or, or the things that we do is responsibility, okay? I think the United States government and the United States as a whole has a responsibility to the United States citizens. Yeah. Because we pay taxes, we live here, we do the work, we cultivate the culture, we do all the things that make the United States what it is. 100%. Right? Yep. Having said that, obviously... As United States citizens, I know me growing up, I know you growing up, there's this feeling that we have so much opportunity, we have so much abundance, that obviously, like you talked about, we open our doors for people who embrace what we do, embrace who we are, and want to be a part of that, who want to become United States citizens and live and abide by the rules and... and. Um, responsibilities of a United States citizen to create the culture in the country that we have, right? That you and I love. Mm-hmm. But what do we do when we intervene in other people's countries for the purposes of our benefit mm. and some of theirs and then leave? That that
0: So now we're, I feel like we're wandering into a separate topic it's related
1: but yes. it's well, and i'm talking about afghan refugees i figured you were yes yeah. uh-huh. so that's why it's tied because they don't necessarily hit our borders right because they're not hitting the mexican or canadian borders right and it's it's a pretty long fucking swim between the pacific <laughs> and the atlantic right <laughs> i wouldn't say that it's never happened but it's not a common he, thing he, I don't know what stroke you use, but there's a special stroke that's going to get your ass all the way from over one end to the other, right? I think there's an underground tunnel. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Elon's moving on that. Uh, He probably is. (laughs) Anyway, so let me just touch on this real quick. You know, you you think about where Russia did in Afghanistan, right? The Mujahideen, right? And how the United States stepped in and... Supported with guns and money, the Mujahideen against the Soviets, mm-hmm. and finally pushed the hundred thousand troops out of the, out of Afghanistan with the Mujahideen. And then after the Mujahideen to comes in, Taliban takes over, Al Qaeda rises. Yeah, it's a that's a, that in itself is a very complicated situation. Fucking super complicated, yeah. right? So then you decide as the United States of America, not Russia, United States of America, I'm gonna go fucking in there because you know weapons of mass destruction. I'm gonna blow the shit to hell. And then I'm going to drop, I don't know how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of troops into there. And then this administration decides like, we're out, right? And he pulls. Now you can argue whatever you want, but at some point I think there there probably was a lot of people that said at some point it's their country, we have to pull those resources back and bring them back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to say it, it wasn't done right. It, it didn't work out right. Okay. <laughs> I don't think anybody would argue that it went perfectly. Okay. Oh, I don't there's even, there's I, people that'll argue that will argue. Okay. It's just, whatever. Is it logical? No. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So I don't think based on the data that I've seen, and I haven't seen all the data, obviously, mm-hmm. that I don't think that the, that it went down right. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't work out the way it's supposed to work out. Okay. I, I listened to some um, different interviews on NPR and other stuff like that about boots on boots on the ground. And and their relationships with uh, interrogators and people that supported the troop the boots on the ground, mm-hmm. and how we fucking left them just in the wind, right? Just in the fucking wind, right? Not by
0: choice, not by the choice of those people of the Fuck boots on the ground. No, dude, no. they were they were ordered. I, I
1: listen literally listened to this person almost. I mean, in in shreds. Mm-hmm. Because sitting here with their latte
0: mm-hmm.
1: while their family, because they treated, they they felt they were family. Yep. And they, they categorically said, I would be dead if it wasn't for this person. Mm-hmm. And I fucking had to leave them in the wind. Mm-hmm. And I, all I do is I spend every single fucking day trying to get them out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that
0: You can times that by.
1: Right. Multiply how, by how many no- by every how number many you, want, you want. You can imagine, right? Yep. So. At least for me as a United States, and and that's an easy thing for me to say because I have no responsibility, both financially, time-wise, or otherwise, to donate or uh, participate, and now we're going to get fucking blasted. I'm like, (laughs) you can donate here, you can give time here, and all that stuff. But the point that I'm trying to make, long-windedly, is those Afghan refugees are also compiled with people who supported Boots on the Ground from the United States, and they're trying to get the fuck out. Because they're left in the wind
0: Well a lot of them were uh, Not just because they want to get out Because they were promised If you help us We will get you
1: out Very good point They were straight up told Convinced Help me I will help you Yep. And right? When this is
0: done I will help you
1: And at the end of the day Through no fault of the boots on the ground mm-hmm. Right? It all fucking rolls downhill oh, Right? All Absolutely. rolls downhill through no fault because of them nobody got a, nobody from, from D.C. was making a phone call it was boots on the ground telling them I got a, I'm on a plane in the morning yep. and you're here. And mm-hmm. I will do everything like I mean fuck. Dude,
0: that S- su- that's
1: some shit S- right sucks. there. Yeah. All those refugees who are crossing that border, those are refugees. Yeah. Those are immigrants. Yep. But do we owe them? I say we do. I say we do. And those to me are a priority. We need to help those people. They helped us protect our country, right? Cuz we went down there for 9/11, we yeah. went down there for for all sorts of different things they, like they, that. So they, it's all I guess I'm trying to say is you talked about Haitians, you talked about we, we talked about Mexicans, we talked about um, Afghan refugees. There there has to be order. There has to be purpose in what we're doing, right? And There's consequences to the decisions that we make, and we have to honor them, you know? They made a really cool movie called Charlie Wilson's War. You ever see that movie? I don't know. It's the second movie I call for Tom Hanks. I'm a big Tom Hanks (laughs) fan, FYI. It's a great fucking movie, and it's all about the covert war that Charlie Wilson, who was a congressman, I believe, from East Texas, um, funded to the Mujahideen, to fight against the Soviets to finally close up the Cold War and push the 100,000 um, mm. uh, soldiers out. Mm. It's really, and he ran it with a CIA operative mm. and it was all under the table.
0: I have seen it. I have seen it. Yep. Good movie, right? A very good movie. Yeah. Good fucking movie. A lot of movie. insight. A lot of insight. I didn't We're still about. here today.
1: Yeah. We're still here today, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. And that generates a lot of refugees, a lot of fucking refugees. And yeah. are we responsible or culpable for them? I
0: say we are. I agree with you. I say, I we, say are. we are. I said we owe them something because um you know, especially if we promised them for those that we promised, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I guarantee you the boots on the ground were sincere because of course they were, dude. Their heart was in those the mission, are family, dude. Right? Yeah. Those people were part of if, why they survived. If they weren't initially, they became family. And uh, so so from that perspective, we owe them something. Um, then you have those that just lived there and be, and lived a happy life because we were there. They, Truth. Right? Because they had peace or at least some sort of peace that they didn't have before. They and, didn't have to live it so much in fear because we were in the area. And, and of course and they carried on.
1: We have to, everybody has to take a grain of salt because neither one of us has been to Afghanistan. So we Correct. don't really fucking know, we, but we're we just, this is just, you know, we're just talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, full we'll disclosure. Neither one, neither one of us has ever been to Afghanistan or anything similar to that. Uh, but I mean, if you really read into you know what goes on, and you've watched movies, the U.S. was operating in foreign soil, and they took over a territory which was considered you know okay you know this is friendly territory now and the citizens that are stuck in the middle of everything you were either helping directly the US and to to protect their their interests and assets and you were told yeah we'll take care of you for helping us right. or you just lived in the area right and you you prospered or well not necessarily prospered but you lived it com- uh in not in fear let's say right But now that you're gone, you're back to that fear, right? So, um, yeah, I never really thought about it that way. But for sure, we owe them something.
1: You know what's crazy? This reminds me of the story of when... Shit, dude, I can't believe that. I'm 51 years old right now. And this was back in... Damn,
0: you are old, bro. old.
1: Old man. Good Lord. And, dude, I think... Okay, you're going to correct me here on the age. I remember when you got deployed to Desert Shield... Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, you never saw the freaking sand. You know, they they sent your ass to Norway, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you just saw snow. I was going to
0: go via Norway.
1: Yeah, you yeah. were going via Norway, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you didn't end up going. Um, but I remember when you got called, called in mm-hmm. and you were going. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and our other buddy were going, mm-hmm. and a couple of us other guys. We were like, I remember it vividly. Like, I was pissed. It's like, what the fuck? I was just like this I mean this is some shit. Yep. That hit home, right? Yep. And and I, you know, not to pour salt on a wound or whatever, but you packed your shit up not knowing what the fuck was going to happen. Right. You straight up packed your shit and mm-hmm. not did not know what was going to happen. So, even though I'm saying neither one of us has been to Afghanistan, you fucking put boots on not knowing what you were going to see.
0: Right. Right, for me, for me it was uh it was something that I knew was a possibility. Right. Right?
1: That's enough. I knew it was a possibility. How old were we then?
0: 18, 19?
1: Damn, I can't believe we were 18, 19 years old. Um, it kind of brings this full circle like we were talking about like people bitching and complaining about being here and not wanting it or whatever. Yep. And and you have individuals who are willing to put it all on the line to protect
0: by choice.
1: To protect this. By, By choice. Because there's no draft. Nope. By choice to protect all this, to protect this opportunity that, you know, we see people sacrificing themselves, coming over lines to try and get here. So what does that say about maybe some of the other parts of the world?
0: Right. right? Exactly. What are they doing? Exactly. What are they
1: doing to create an experience for the human that lives there? Um that they would be proud and you know, and do it. Now obviously, you know, there are many, many people in other countries that you know that that enlist and all that sort of stuff like that. So, you know, it kind of takes it back to the point that I made. It just depends on where you grew up, right? De- where you were de- born. Yeah, it depends on where you were born. It depends on where you were born. Um so it's uh it's a human problem. It's a it's a global problem, one that's not easily solved because I think it was Einstein that, yeah, it was Einstein that said it trying to solve. I'm fucking paraphrasing the shit out of this. Trying to solve a problem with the same mindset that created it is impossible. Hmm. So trying to have other human beings solve problems for human beings just innately is fallible. It's fallible. Um, because ultimately, when we come to decide on what is best for all humans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That decision is made by what? Other humans, they're humans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: with interests, th- with 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 self-interest.
1: Because no matter what, we're emotional and logical yeah. and subjective. Yeah. So based on your particular circumstance you're going to be driven by what's beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be affected by it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's very difficult for the average citizen to feel that that politicians are uh, affected by what is beneficial yeah, to exactly. them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So they're the ones making, for the most part, making these decisions of policy. And it, 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 it begs the question, you know, at what point do do we have, you know, a real plan and a real system to generate the right kinds of processes that allow us to, to make things better. Uh, I have, I have an idea. I think it's when artificial intelligence takes over. Yeah, that,
0: that's a scary, <laughs> a scary, uh, it, um, I'm just
1: saying, man, I'm just saying I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I, Cause I go on forever if I start on artificial <laughs> intelligence and shit, <laughs> but I'm just saying it is a fucking scary thing because oh. imagine, okay. Let's imagine this. Hold on. Hold on. It's either that, or, or the we, aliens, or we, we get taken
0: over by aliens. Well,
1: I'm gonna argue they might be one in the same.
0: They could be one in the same. They're one in the same. Because no, I'm gonna
1: argue they are one in the same.
0: Artificial intelligence isn't. It's is just alien a, to us. It's, it's just
1: it's it's just a sentinel being. Yeah. It just doesn't mean it's just carbon based like we are. So imagine a sentinel being that had immense calcula- calculation and was not emotional. It just did was. Logical was empirical. Everything on logic. And and looked down, not on the United States, but looked down on the planet Earth and ran calculations based on the behavior of human beings on the planet Earth and the resources that the planet Earth provided and the relative probability of the use case of those humans on the planet Earth and its viability for long-term sustainability. What do you think the deduction of that entity would be? Get rid of the humans. (laughs) That was some deep shit. That, you know what?
0: Yeah, I don't smoke, but it, dude, <laughs> doobies all around. <laughs> I've never had one. Right. I just, dude, I can't I, I, believe. I'm,
1: I'm glad we didn't have a guest, cause dude. I'm, they they would have never wanted to sit through this shit. I, I can't believe we did this, dude. I think I think this it was, it was your idea. It was. Uh, it was your fucking Well, idea.
0: no, no, no. It was my idea in my head. And then when we roundtable this before we record it, I was like, oh, yeah, I was g- I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Never to this deep of level. But I'm glad we but were on the how, same page. That's how
1: it always happens. But that's, uh, how, that's why we that's page. why we do this. That's why and, we do this. And
0: you know what? I like a perspective that I like a perspective, at least in my own mind. You know, it wasn't a political thing. It's a human being thing.
1: Well said. Well said. Absolutely. You know? that, I mean, like, like what we we're saying is it it's it's a. It's a human being thing because we all live on this planet. Yeah. And, it just depends on where we where our, where our feet are. Right, right, and and it's something that we all should
0: should contemplate and think about because it's not just one person's problem. It's every it's everybody's, you know, it's everybody's not a, necessarily a problem, but it's something that we all need to think about it and, and consider. And I think There's it's no it, easy answer.
1: It, well, and I think that, yeah, for better or for worse, um, this is a process that is going to continue, and we're going to see. Um, Big changes. Hey,
0: hopefully, if there's ever like a season fifty or a hundred, we can revisit this topic and see where
1: we're at at that point. Let's do that. Dude. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We should fucking do that. You know, it'd be interesting. So we can log when we do this. Yeah, and then let's let's in a year, let's redo this. Are the year's too soon, I think, for 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 something nah, like this. For dude, the, the way the world is moving right now, yeah. it'd be interesting to see in a year. Hmm. Well, we, we could we definitely do that. Well, we could take a look at it. If yeah. it's the same, then eh. <laughs> We'll skip it. <laughs> we'll just skip it. We'll it, talk We'll talk about barbecue.
0: In a year, if, if uh, we never hit the subject, that's why. Cause, eh. <laughs>
1: hey, bro. Hey, dude. As always, brother. A pleasure.
0: A pleasure sitting down with you at the table. Yes. Having a dram. Now, where do people follow us? People can follow us on Instagram at Caskrit.
1: No, at Cascrit.
0: Yeah. That's what I was trying to
1: say. At Cascrit. Hey, you know what? We really should hire somebody to market for <laughs> us. <laughs> All we're good at is talking shit. We can't do anything else. <laughs> so,
0: so yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you can go ahead and follow us at Instagram or on Instagram at Cascrit. And you can also follow us on Facebook
1: at, at Cascrit. Yep, as well. Yep. Right? Yeah, now I just processed <laughs> that shit. Yes. Just look up Cast Grit on Facebook or on Instagram. Like us. Follow us. And if you don't like it, don't like us. It's okay. Don't follow us.
0: You know what? If you don't like this uh, this particular topic, that's fine. There's going to be others, you know?
1: Each no. Th- fucking like it. <laughs> <laughs> like it, damn it. Like it, damn it. <laughs> All
0: right, brother. Whether you like it or not, like it. Till next time. Until next time, buddy. Appreciate the Salute. words. Salute. Cheers.